0: Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery.
1: Trigger warning. The following episode contains descriptions of graphic violence and adult language. Viewer discretion is advised. I'm Danielle. I'm Max. And each Wednesday we crack open a bottle of wine and dive in to some thrills, chills, and spills. This is Innocent Till Tipsy. I'm at such a loss as to how to start this episode because this was, like, a journey. It's a mess. Yeah, like, I don't know. You sent me, and either you or our producer, Sasha, sent me, like, that link. Oh, yeah, girl. And I was like, what the fuck? I tried to plant that seed, like, a couple times. (laughs) You did? (laughs) I was like, well, the ABC, like, sometimes I find, like, little articles a little bit, like, hard to, like, follow when you're just, like... So, yeah, so I... Yeah, watching stuff about it, I was like, "What is even happening in this true crime case?" And then I got like intrigued and I wanted to know more, so I bought this book, which I'm going to be referencing Ooh. an awful lot. So this book is actually by Leslie Rule. Do you recognize the Rule name at all? No. Okay. Should I? Yes. Oh God. Um, if you like true crime, which you've told me you do, okay, like, yes. Do you know who Anne Rule is? Oh yes. This is her daughter.
2: No way. Yeah. That's crazy. So, Runs in the family.
1: Yeah. For those who don't know, Ann Rule um, is a renowned true crime author who used to be friends with Ted Bundy. And you didn't know that? I don't know. I It's up here somewhere sometimes. Okay. Well, she was friends with Ted Bundy before, obviously, anyone knew he was a serial killer. That's what got her started into oh. true crime. So they actually worked at a suicide prevention hotline. Which is so strange that a serial killer was working on a suit. But um, he used to walk her to her car at night because there were some dangerous people, you know, out and about. Oh, my God. And to make sure she got there safely. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, even lives Ted Bundy. Yeah, so she she dove into like the true crime atmosphere, and I guess Leslie's following in her foot her footsteps. Wow, so this is a very engaging read. Oh, was, I bet. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Wild. So you Ooh. know about this case, like of course I know. Okay, so again,
2: <laughs> I know bits and pieces. I know what our news covered. I know what like I know what I've seen in documentaries. I'm excited to hear your deep dive research about
1: this. Yeah. So for those who don't know, we film in Nebraska. So this case is actually based out of nebraska so mm-hmm. something you're very like familiar with yep yeah speaking of out of nebraska
2: we thought we would pair this with a nebraska winery um outside of omaha um springfield and so nebraska has wineries That's few surprising. and far between yeah. so we're gonna give this a shot um the wine store said good things yeah so we'll see um it's a cab salve. again it's a red blend and it's semi sweet and we're going to taste it so I'm not going to give you any hints yet. Oh. Um, how much was this one? Uh, this is $18. So Oh, we're getting up from, closer yeah. to that $20 mark here. There we go. Um, yeah, let's taste it and then I will tell you I'm going to put You can tell me what you taste. Your palate was spot on last time so. That was wild. Wild. Let's see if you still got it. Let's go. A nice afternoon drink.
1: Cheers. Cheers. Remember, it's three sips for your taste. All right, three sips. After my coffee breath. I'll see if I can. I'll be like, hints of coffee. It smells oh. really good. It smells really good. I was good. not
2: expecting this for a couple of reasons. You'll see why. It's like sweet? It's like juice sweet. Semi-sweet is a understatement. An- this is sweet. Yeah. This is not a cab salve.
1: You said it was- Semi-dry? No. Um, no? The Very sweet. Dry it all to me. Grapes. I taste grapes. I taste grapes. Um,
2: okay. I think I know a little bit of why we taste what we taste. Could be wrong, but this was produced in stainless steel. Um, it's not, it doesn't say if it was like aged in oak or not or any of that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I don't taste anything that's like deep or chocolate or cocoa-y or anything like
1: I don't even dark. see any legs. <laughs> A <laughs> conversation. I no, like I was it. Like, like, no, it's just, it looks like sugar on the side, like TBH.
2: Um, yeah. All right. Mm. There's not much information on their site. You can order it online mm. um,
1: through them. I mean, it's not bad. It just... It's um, unexpected. It, it does taste like super, like, sugary to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very sweet. Sorry for talking into my
2: glass. Um, Yes, it tastes like like very sweet like juice. Yeah. Don't you think it tastes like Well, I think I think cranberry juice because of the way it looks and because it's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Not sour though. Not like that though.
1: No. It's so interesting too that it's like fizzy there. Not fizzy, but you know what I mean like bubbles. Mhm. Okay, interesting.
2: So well, an only interesting 11% wine. alcohol too. I think that's oh. also why it doesn't give you like the alcohol burn. Feel like it's sweet and it's not like yeah. dry and alcohol.
1: Yeah. Um, so an interesting Nebraska wine for an interesting yeah, Nebraska try. case. try. <laughs> so it's
0: 2012.
1: Dave Krupa is 34 years old, and he just got out of a 12-year-long relationship, which he had two kids, like, intermingled in, right? So He's back on the sense. dating scene. <laughs> he's back on the dating scene. He's out there, baby. So um, a lot of places report that this was his ex-wife. Dave was never married to Amy, so I don't know why people report that
2: because he had kids with her i think maybe and it was so like 12
1: like, years that's yeah. a long relationship um by all accounts him and amy were trying to co-parent successfully the relationship ended because dave has like this fear of commitment so when he was in high school his high school girlfriend cheated on him so okay. yeah he i like it sucks that that affected him so much because amy's now seemed, there's two kids involved too oh, too yeah yeah and um, Amy kind of thought time was on her side, like he'd eventually put a ring on it, you know? hmm But she realized after she had her second child with him, she just had her child, child placed in her arms, and she said, you know, very emotionally, I love you, to Dave. And Dave said, thank you. Oh, God, 12 years in and two kids in. Okay. <sighs> so she was like, okay, I guess this is done. So in 2012, Dave had moved just 20 minutes away from the family home in Omaha, Nebraska. Okay? Just down the road. Down the street. Yeah, not far away at all. Also, um, Oh, feel free to like jump in every now and then if you have like some fun, I'm so excited. Yeah. Interrupt me. Um, but yeah. So Dave's living in pretty much a barren apartment. Like he's bachelor. He didn't take anything from home because his kids, you know, like what he's going to take their furniture and like whatever. Dave seems like a really great guy. TBH. Like,
2: yeah. And I think even knowing what mm -hmm. I know about him now and after like all of this, like, yeah, he seemed like a pretty normal down to earth guy. Like that family situation aside, like he's just a guy trying to
1: date. Yeah. Actually, I was like wondering like so all these women like eventually end up falling for Dave. I was like, "What?" I don't know. Like you look at him and yeah, he's handsome, but he's not like like I wouldn't walk into a room and be like captivated. Right? <laughs> he's just he's just normal Dave. Yeah. He looks like a chill guy. He's vibing. Yeah. So, at this point, just separated, um, you know, in this barren apartment, his days started to consist of work, seeing his kids, and then going home. So Yeah, it's, it's like
2: he just goes home. He just goes to work, goes home, it's his yeah. kids, goes back to work. Like yeah. he works at a mechanic shop.
1: Yeah. yeah. He's a manager of an auto mechanic shop. Yeah. So he uh yeah, he's getting pretty lonely. So of course he wants to get back out there. He signs up for plenty of fish. So as he's on there, he's he didn't really want like any kind of commitment, right? He I mean, he just got out of a twelve year old relationship. Which he didn't commit to. <laughs> <laughs> so yes not, in commitment. Dave seems nice He's but it like not the date. Companionship and like dating. Yeah. yeah 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 and he doesn't want to like Dave would say he didn't like sleep around Do you know what yeah. I mean like he well he was sleeping around but it wasn't like random people he was sleeping with right he wanted to like get to know them yeah yeah like, and then like companionship yeah and just, like, like friends of benefits of, yeah. but like multiple friends <laughs> Yeah. But he wasn't Go like Dave. a player, <laughs> player of all players. Like, no. just like he let them swipe in. Right. Like, yeah. Yes. No. All of the women in his life knew that like, they yes. were not his serious partner, that he had no intention of yeah. making them his serious partner. And that's very important to note. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since he felt like if Amy wasn't the person, then who exactly would be, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's just, you know, he's just needing some company. Um, On Plenty of Fish, he would meet a woman named Shanna Liz Goliar. Now, Shanna goes by Liz to certain people in her life. Um, She goes by Liz to Dave, so I'm going to call her Liz Liz. for the majority of this. Um, So at first, things are really great with Liz, um, and uh, they had kids the same age. Like, they really hit it off. There was obviously attraction there. Like, Liz was always down for a good time, if you know what I mean. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah fun loving girl. <laughs> um, and she was like around Dave's age as well. They had sex on the fourth date and Dave let her know he wasn't looking for anything serious. Like just like he had with all these other people before mm-hmm. he slept with her. She's like Gucci with this. Okay. Um, but Dave's also at this time hooking up with Beth, Mary, Kathy, Joyce, list goes on. Okay. Good for him, but he's been open.
2: Yeah. I was going to say he's been open and I don't remember the time frame either. Like how long has he talking with Liz when he meets her or with these other people when he meets her, it's kind of like yeah. nebulous. It's not like he was, I don't know. I just don't think he was like player of all players. I think no. he was just like kind of rotating through.
1: I think so too. Oh, yeah. And like when he met new people, he yeah. met new people. It wasn't. Yeah. yeah. I don't
2: think he was like seeing a different like woman every single night or something like no. insane. He wasn't like going out to bars and hooking up like
1: with random. No, 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 no. I think he just like, you know, wanted that company from what I could understand. That wasn't like, Yeah. 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 Um, I get what you're saying. Um, So Liz started to explain to Dave that this was not actually all she wanted, Mm -hmm. that she wanted something. And I I feel like we've kind of all been there with a guy in our life sometimes where you're like.
2: Think you're uh, down for companionship, but then you like maybe want more.
1: Yeah. But like also it's to the point of like, well, he's told you. So it's like, come on, let's like take things at face value. Cause normally when people tell you who they are, mm-hmm. they are who they are, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so she says she can't even understand how he can do this as someone she could never. Um, she couldn't understand. And she shouldn't
2: have be with him. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like, it's like voice your opinion. If they're like, no, I'm good. Like then just yeah. walk away.
1: Yeah. Don't get this high and mighty thing. Right. So she's like, um, you know, and she says like, you know, we've been together, you know, at this point for like six months. So she feels like she's like a She's owed some of his time, and it's mm-hmm. like no, because he explained it out up front. Yeah, he's like very upfront about it. Yeah, so at this point in time, Dave's like, okay, well, we're obviously not vibing anymore. So I don't know if he officially broke up with Liz, but in his mind, they're broken up. Like he's not. I calling, mean, if texting. you're not with someone,
2: how do you break up with someone you're not with? Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean he was seeing her, That's talking true. to her for six months. He doesn't know her. But he's probably like. Yeah. Okay, cool. We just won't call you anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they just like kind of stopped talking. They were off at this point and they'd been on and off before in sure. their time. I mean, it's been six months and he's not into anything serious as well. Right. Um, so during that time, actually like that, they're kind of broken up An attractive blonde wo- woman walks into Dave's auto shop. They click instantly. And as they leaned over her Ford Explorer's hood, apparently they touched hands. Aww. Oh yeah. So like they've got a spark Dave was trying to like put his little like fishing rod out there and see what he would catch. So he just kind of says in passing that he's on the dating website plenty of fish, right? <laughs> he's like, "Can I help you with that oil change by the way? I'm on Plenty of Fish." <laughs> just to let you know I'm out there. I'm single it out there. Okay. So he's del- he's delighted to find that this tall gorgeous, fit, blonde woman named Carrie Farver on the site just a f- couple weeks later. He sees her, like, profile on there. I didn't know they ran into each other on Plenty of Fish. That's funny. So it was like, yes. Yeah, but this is kind of funny. He messaged her, and he says, hey, I know you, but he didn't know that Carrie had actually heard him say Plenty of Fish, and that <gasps> night she went home and signed up for Plenty of Fish because oh, she was like... Oh, that's cute.
2: Didn't she have to go back and get her car sometime?
1: <laughs> <And> she, like, <laughs> there's probably an easier way that you could have, like, run into him, but... Well, that's kind of how they made their next date, because they kind of messaged a little bit, but she had to do something else with her car, and I guess they Kind of like they kind of like solidified plans, and they end oh. up on their first date at Applebee's. Oh, like go to the Applebee's.
2: <laughs> There's more to eat here than Applebee's. Just
1: saying, yeah, but a lot of yes. fun to table. But yes, <laughs> <laughs> so they go to Applebee's. Um, but before that, let me just explain who Carrie Farber is. So Carrie Farber is an extremely smart woman, a computer programmer who already had a son of her own. He was a teenager at that point in time, named Max. She and her son, and he's like her world, This Mm -hmm. child. Um, She and her son, Max, lived in nearby Macedonia. Am I pronouncing that right? Am I butchering it? Sounds right to me. Oh, Iowa, Macedonia, Iowa. Okay. Spell check. Fact check. I'm very bad at pronunciation. Obviously, can't talk. Um, From Google, that looks to be about 40 minutes away. I'm thinking that's correct as well. So she had been diagnosed at one point in her life with bipolar disorder as well. Just good to know. Good to know. Um, But she's still a very positive person who had recently discussed with her mother actually discontinuing her bipolar medication because she was like, I'm doing so well. Problem with that is... Discuss that with your doctor. Yeah. That's like a big... Not a red flag for me for her. I just don't know if she... Like, did she talk to her doctor? That That's unclear to me. Cause normally, with those kind of medications, they need to wean you off, you know, yeah. and make sure you are okay. Cause sometimes the medication, it's a lot of checks and balances. Yeah, yeah. It can make you feel better, you know. So, I mean, I, God, I feel like at this point, we've all been on antidepressants before. So, yeah, it's definitely something you have to like contact your doctor yeah. about. Um, And that's like such a side rant. But anyway, so her and Dave go to Applebee's. They really hit it off. Um, Dave soon asked if she wants to like continue the date at his place, you know. And she's like, sure. So they head over to his place. But no sooner had they walked in the door that Liz started blowing up his phone. Oh geez. go ahead, Liz. Yes. Busy, yeah. So he finally like answers his phone. Um, he had actually answered it at um, Applebee's like before, and he, he like excused himself from the table just because she mm. was like already mm. kind of like blowing things up, and he was like, "What is going on?" And she's like, "I have left like things at your place that I need to get." And I need to get them now. And he was like, okay, well, I'm on a date now. Oh, that to me as a woman, I would be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I interrupted your date. Like, I mean, I can understand being (laughs) peeved, but also like you left your stuff. Come get
2: it when he's free. Exactly. That too. But also
1: I'm like, that's like as an ex. Like, even if you were just sleeping with him, it still oh, it's would salt in the strike a, a, a chord. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, a date. use <laughs> you. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so he's at home with Carrie now, and she's still blowing up his phone, and she's soon, like, at his apartment buzzer, okay? So he explains to Carrie, and Carrie's been seeing this. All, like, Carrie's not stupid. Carrie's been seeing all of this, yeah. and he's like, I'm sorry. Like, my ex is here. She just needs to grab some things. And Carrie's, he's like, I remember her being, like, super cool about it. Carrie was like don't worry like this happens to all of us like everyone's had an ex that's trying to like grab their stuff back. but yeah, yeah
2: like, just we grab my stuff and get out of here <laughs> like sure uh-huh. yeah
1: so she's like don't worry about it and she leaves but when he opens the door Liz is actually like right there so oh. her and Liz kind of pass each other which i'm sure was like super oh, awkward yeah. yeah and it was like just like a little like a they didn't say anything to each other so like dave was like there seeing it but yeah so Liz comes in. She's like pissed. She even wants to talk to Dave, but Dave is like, I don't fucking want to talk to you. You just ruined my date. Just grab your stuff and get maybe. out. Yeah. Because suddenly a toothbrush, toothpaste and some pots and pans were like the most important thing in her life that moment that she'd been leaving. She had for to month. come get them yeah, right now. She needed to get there. So he's like, just go. So she did. So um, I guess afterwards, one of them, either Dave or Carrie contacted the other. I would assume it was Dave like calling her to just be like, oh that was like crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but that's just me assuming, but, but he ended up actually going to Carrie's house that night. So it was only like nine o'clock when Liz oh, left okay. super yeah. early. So he was like, she invited him over. Max was actually at his grandparents Carrie to that. that. So I think she thought things oh, were like yeah, going to go well. And, um, so he comes over, they start making out and then Carrie stops him and is like, before we go any further, farther, I just need to let you know that like, I'm not looking for a boyfriend. Carrie, no, yeah. (laughs) Dave's like jackpot. Dave's like, like, yeah, me neither. No (laughs) mysteries attached to this. Yeah, so perfect. So the two of them are doing amazing. They've been seeing each other for like two weeks at this point. Dave felt super comfortable with her. So comfortable, in fact, that Carrie not only had a key to his house, but she actually two weeks, two weeks. I know. (gasps) You know, it's handing out keys two weeks in. Well, it's so funny because like I dated a guy off of Tinder, and we ended up having like almost like a year long relationship. Um, But it was wild to me. Like the first um, night I stayed over at his place, he just like gave me his house code and I was like, don't they don't get it girls do don't hand out keys i don't know no but. i'm like you could get i could be crazy like how do you know i'm not crazy like i wasn't but how do you know but you sir don't know that yet. <laughs> but anyways um she had been actually staying at his place temporarily carrie had at dave's oh um because there was like this work project she had to do and it was actually here in omaha so it was a better commute for her like a 10 minute commute from dave's place than like oh. an hour commute from her home in Macedonia oh okay Mm. gotcha so Max was still staying with his grandparents obviously gave her some time to get to know Dave as well you know um and both adults yeah definitely so things are going super well until the morning of November 13th 2012 so David got up for work like usual Carrie was already up early to sitting on the couch laptop in front of her already hard at work in her pajamas okay and he was actually looking forward to like getting home that night and like spending time with Carrie right so gives her a kiss goodbye and said see you later tonight. But shortly after returning, or uh, heading to work, um, he gets a message from Carrie. It uh, says they should live together permanently. Um. Yeah. yeah I already have questions, but so I'm gonna hold hold that thought. How long have they been together? A couple uh, weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. 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 And Dave's like, whoa.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, you gave out your key, but it doesn't mean we want you here forever.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and they've discussed it. And, like, she had been the one that had initiated the, like, I don't want a relationship. Yeah. So he messages back, no, and she (laughs) immediately responds, fine, fuck you. I'm seeing someone else. Don't contact me again. I hate you. Go away. Yeah, which is, like,
2: out of character given, like, this two-week, like, smooth sailing.
1: yeah. Totally, like, a 180 response, Um, and he was totally shook by it, and sure enough, he got home, and there was no Carrie, and none of her stuff left in his house. Yeah. Crazy. So, but he'd seen, he'd only known Carrie for, like, two weeks, so he didn't know Carrie. He's like, well, maybe she was crazy. See you later. Dodged a bullet on that one, so he's just feeling thankful that, like, she was out of his life. But was she? Because a couple of days later, Dave started to receive an onslaught of abusive text messages and emails from Carrie things like we belong together Dave I will do what I can to make you suffer Ah. I love you don't ignore me or I will tear your whore's eyes out and slit her throat um yeah so he was like I thought I dodged one crazy and I found another yeah yeah so Carrie's like going nuts and what's insane is. Poor Liz was getting these messages. You talk about the a crazy ex. This mm-hmm. poor woman, she's getting these messages from Carrie. Mm-hmm. And she's like, How the fuck did she even get my email and my like phone number? Yeah. So she contacts Dave and she's like, What the fuck? Like your ex is like contacting me. Like, I don't want this. And she's not even the only ex to receive these messages. His ex Amy's receiving these abusive oh, his messages. Kids, his kid's mom. His kid's yeah. mom. Yeah. So yeah. all of these women are getting these messages. Like it was like if you were in Dave's life, you were getting messages from Carrie. Yeah, like Dave, keep it. Yeah, but what's even crazier is poor Liz. Like, so she comes home one day and her garage is spray spray painted with a message that says "whore" from Dave. Whore from Dave? Yeah, it doesn't even from make sense. Dave. From, from Dave. What? <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. From Dave, was she born of him? Um, so she calls Dave and obviously she files a, a police report as well. Like naturally you would. Yeah. And Dave just feels terrible. Like for her about this. He's like, I'm so sorry. This crazy woman has like descended upon your life. This is my fault. Right. Yeah. They actually end up re- rekindling what they had before because I feel like that's just something with people too. When you have a mutual enemy, we seem to like, you're like, okay, I'm on your side of the table now. Definitely. Definitely. And with that, like Liz actually, like, stopped being crazy, like, during this time. She was far more standoffish. I don't know if it's because she was leading by example, like, seeing Carrie and how, like, unhinged she'd been since, like, the breakup with Dave. But she was just, like, she was backed off from Dave at that point. So the messages, though, of course, that's, like, upset Carrie that Liz and Dave are, like, kind of getting back together, right? So the messages were getting increasingly threatening and worrisome. Like for instance, one night Dave's sitting watching TV at home and he receives texts from Carrie about how his feet are propped up and he's wearing his nice blue shirt that she knows.
2: Wow, and you're like, no, I'm at home, creeper. Well, he it was accurate. So he's like, oh
1: my God, she can like see me. Mm -hmm. Like how can she see me? It's super creepy. And now, of course, if you're like me, you're wondering why the fuck is he not contacting the cops? Because as a woman, I'm like... Nine They'd be line. there, <laughs> yeah. Be like, can you just sit outside? Yeah. So post up, right? Just stay there forever, even though they never would. But you yeah. know, um well, apparently he had contacted the cops. But like most stalking cases, especially back like a decade ago, because it's literally like a decade ago. We're coming into twenty twenty two soon. That
2: seems insane. Because I, know. I mean, like I, we've already talked about this. Like I know about this case, mm-hmm. um, but. It's been a while. It's been a decade. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy. It seems like just the recent past, to be honest. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, So he was not taken seriously. I mean, when you think about it, like, it's rare for a woman to report stalking and be taken seriously. Yeah. What are they going to do for a man? Exactly. Um, And not to mention our justice system works in the way of, like, innocent till proven guilty. Yeah. So... There's nothing our police can really do until someone does something that's like like endangering someone or something. Yeah. Yes. It's all mostly in our society. Victim blaming as a form of prevention, you know, Mm -hmm. like, oh, maybe you can change up your schedule so that like, you don't like put yourself in that situation. Mm
2: -hmm. I know he's received like major heat too. like, well, maybe you shouldn't have been like dating multiple women and they this wouldn't have happened to you. Like,
1: no, no that no you should be able to date like I don't care how many people you're dating as long as you're open and honest about that yeah he was open and honest yeah so crazy to me no he should not receive hate poor Dave um and they told him to like you know change your number you know make sure your blinds are shut like preventative Mm -hmm. victim blaming things on his end right and he's like you know like this is my he f- just wants to number. live his
2: life. Yeah. Like, he just wanted to go to work. Yeah. See his girlfriend or see girls on the side or whatever and yeah. go home, see his kids. Like, not at the yeah. same time. Go home, <laughs> see his kids. <laughs> Who he separated
1: from their mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a comment in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dave kind of just resigned himself, like, when he wasn't taken seriously to, this is my life now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which sucks. Yeah. Poor man. And so, everyone's getting harassed, like, in the meantime. In the meantime, yeah. Everyone's getting harassed. So- and these messages actually become kind of a joke between him and Liz about crazy Carrie and what she's going to do now. Oh, yeah. Cause they'd be hanging out and he, the text would be popping up on his phone. Right. And on her phone too, she'd be mm-hmm. receiving the same kind of text. So, um, two months into Carrie's sudden disappearance from his house and reappearance into his messaging. Dave Krupa noticed a car outside his home. Police respond only to find one fingerprint on a mint jar and it doesn't come up in any FBI database. So we still don't know where this crazy woman is. It was a wild, the havoc that she was creating in his life by claiming to know like, like all of this stuff, like and how the relationship began. It was just nuts. So I'll just list a few things that she did because there's honestly like way too much. It's a laundry
2: list. Oh my God. It's like God. files. It's like, like, well, the files detectives and files and files was of late. what they have, yeah. of text messages, of like all of the harassing oh, yeah. behaviors. Well, the yeah. detectives
1: would later say that it would have taken her like a 40-hour work week to compile everything she job. did. Yep. Yeah. To harass. Oh my God. Like I just, this is the craziest case I've read about in a while. So, and if you want to know more about like these instances or any other instances, like Tangled Whip by Leslie Rule, go buy it because it's crazy. Um, so they, she vandalized Dave's car, um, wrote Dave loves fat whores with her key. Into it on his car, on his car, into his car. Oh, yeah. Um, vandalized his workplace again with spray paint. So Dave beats women at his work. At his work, Dave. I know. Vandalized Liz's car, and on carved into her car was Whore stop seeing Dave." And just to like refresh
2: everyone, Carrie was seeing Dave for two weeks. Two weeks, and this is like was a mutually of it. like friends with benefits type relationship.
1: Yeah. So sent a photo to Dave of a woman a woman resembling Liz blindfolded and gagged in the back of a trunk of a car. What? Yeah. Um, she insisted that Dave dump her over voicemail or get and get back with like Carrie or he would never see Liz again. So Dave. He had a voicemail that was saying to dump Liz. No, she, like, messaged him this and said, oh. like, dump. Like, if you don't dump Liz, like, I've got gotcha. Liz in the back of, like, my trunk. I will kill her. Like, Ooh. yeah, you'll never see her again. So Crazy. he calls Carrie's bluff and calls Liz. And is like, are you safe? And Liz was like, huh, oh, like, I'm fine. Like, thanks for being, like, uh-huh. you know, yeah. thanks for thinking of me, you know. They wrote a fake obituary for Liz. And it said that, like... Liz had died that day, May eleventh, twenty thirteen. So that was so. You keep in mind, this is May eleventh, twenty thirteen. So um, Carrie and him broke up in November of twenty twelve. So this so has been like going on, uh, yeah, 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 a long time. Um, so the obituary read, "I didn't know her very well, um, except that she was a whore and a man stealer." Um, and there was like tons of atrocious grammar in this, by the way. Mm -hmm. So she kept stealing my man. She is unable to get her own man and she has to keep taking everyone else's men. Like it's written terribly. You're like how many men? (laughs) I know. Thank God she is gone. Good riddance. Riddance is spelled two separate (laughs) words to you. Apparently. Um, apparently the writer meant to type good riddance to you. Um, but yeah, um, Liz was not dead, which is great. um, Oh, but okay. yeah, that's, um, this like ratcheting up the crazy, <sighs> crazy. Um, she would also create fake women on plenty of fish to catfish Dave with. What? <laughs> I know. I know. Whoa. She was even starting to, starting to like contact women in Dave's life. Um, that he was, cause of course he's still keeping things casual. So he's mm-hmm. still seeing Liz, but he's like, he's like on see, plenty of fish still. Yeah. Just like he was before. So, and Did she catch him. Did she get him? Liz? Well, like. Did those pro- fake profiles work? Oh, um, I I feel like a couple of times they did because like that's how he knows that this was like happening. That, that was set a setup. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, crazy. Oh god, I know. I feel like
2: this is cyber stalking or whatever at the be- at its infancy because like plenty of fish is like one of the first we've talked about plenty of fish before like in um, other cases talk about like online dating and the dangers mm. of online dating and like. It was like, oh, yeah, plenty yeah. of fish.
1: Someone, so I talked about Sydney Loof, which was another yeah. Nebraska crime. I did that yep. on my TikTok. And um, someone was, like, really rude to me about, because I always like to have a call to action. So talked about, like, just being aware of who you're meeting online. Unfortunately, there was nothing I don't think that Sydney could have right. done. She was entrapped in that whole horrible situation mm-hmm. um, that led to her being murdered. But I um, started talking about, you know, just, just being aware of who you're talking to online, because they feel like we're getting into the time where this is the only way to kind of be accepting of like, that's the, that's how we date now is yeah. online dating. And I feel like it was just ingrained in test millennial kids, like stranger danger, online danger, you mm-hmm. know, blah, 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 blah. And I got so much hate from generation Z for that. Cause they were like, no, it's fine. And like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, you should always, it's sad to say, but you should be suspicious
2: until prove it. Like until you build trust with someone, not the other way, like trusting until you yeah. get like red flags.
1: Yeah, I was just, like, surprised. Because they're strangers. They're strangers. Yeah, and, like, complete strangers, too. Like, you don't know their family, usually, or anything else. So, anyways. um, But I feel like it's bold that Dave, at this point in time, sorry, getting back to Dave, um, was um, seeing these other women, like, as much as he was, since he's receiving daily about 60 to 100 texts and emails from Carrie.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, it's like a full-time
1: job of this harassment. yeah. Um, And I was like, wouldn't you have like warned um, the women that you're seeing that this is like, don't drag me into this. (laughs) So one of the women that he started um, talking to on Plenty of Fish was named Jessica, according to Tangled Web. I don't know if Jessica's name was changed or not. Um, Jessica and Dave were messaging on Plenty of Fish when they decided to become Facebook friends. No sooner had they, had, um, they accepted each other's request than C. Leah Farver messaged Jessica. Mm-hmm. She wrote, "So you must be Dave's new whore. He has herpes from the whore he was dating. I would watch out for him." Oof. And she started sending like a bunch of messages. One of them said, "I will come and kill your fucking kids. I have uh, killed a dog owned by Dave's last whore. He tried to be with me, or he tried to be with." I couldn't find any like things supporting that she killed a dog. I also couldn't find anything supporting that like. Um, he had, Dave had herpes. <laughs> You're like Googling. Does Dave have herpes? He have- <laughs> I Google. I poor Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie would claim poor Dave. Well, just, if he listens to this, he's like, he's you like, Googled I, that I'm like I don't have herpes. don't have herpes, just have herpes. Just for the record. Dave enters the chat. <laughs> I did not have herpes. <laughs> We're comments from Dave. <laughs> Oh Oh, man, I really want to meet Dave because I just want to know like how all these women found him so like he's just got to have some kind of magnetism or something, man.
2: Crazy because the poor guy's decently normal. Like he looks from interviews and stuff. Like he's man. I don't know. It's not that weird. Like he just went to work. You know, had an apartment, did his own thing.
1: Yep. And then Crazy Carrie came around. So Carrie would claim to know where Jessica lived. And Jessica was so terrified. She actually had to explain stranger danger again to her children (gasps) and let her children know that even women can be dangerous. Yeah. And that's sad. That's sad.
2: And that's just from one Facebook friend. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were messaging on Plenty of Fish, one Facebook friend request, and she's in the thick of it.
1: Yeah. So Carrie repeated again to her, I will cut your kids' throats and yours while you sleep. That was enough for Jessica. Jessica unfriended Dave, and the messages stopped as quickly as they started. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the psychological trauma of that? Because, like, for weeks, no. Jessica was, like, looking over the back of her shoulder oh, yeah. for Carrie.
2: You wouldn't feel, like, comfortable at all.
1: No. So um, she was not the only woman to withstand this harassment. So long-time high school flame of Dave's, Heather Tweed. So this woman and him kind of had, like, this on-again, off-again, almost friends with benefits type situation, right? So it was shortly after a breakup that she was hanging out with Dave at his house. And I think they'd gone out with friends, too, at some point, um, from what I'd read. But honestly, Heather's, like, totally relatable to me. She seems super chill. Um, but <laughs> from what <laughs> You're I read. like, I want to be Heather. Like, be I wanna, Dave. Yeah, I want to be friends with all these people. I mean, not certain people. But um, Dave and Heather, we could go get a drink. Um, so she's at his place when his phone starts, like, blowing up normal carry, right? Mm-hmm. Dave's not really paying attention because he's, like... Normal. This happens carry. every time. Yeah, yeah, this is my life now. Um, and his doorknob freaking jiggled. No, <gasps> oh, so scary. And she's like shown up there before. Yeah. So it but he's never seen her as the only Oh, thing. she we thought she was outside because she was saying, texting him what he's wearing yes, and stuff that's but right. he hasn't seen her since twenty twelve. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. So later that night, while the two of them are in his bed, like I don't know if they're sleeping or whatever, but a brick was thrown through his window. Oh no, that's yeah. like physical harassment. Said scary. It, oh, she said it Heather said it was so loud. It was like a gunshot. Like can you imagine? And then how terrifying that is. And then you got a freaking window. and then Heather froze the rest of the night. She talked about that and I was like, you poor thing like oh I'd be out of there what the hell she stayed there (laughs) I'd be like oh no you have a crazy stalker (laughs) yeah but somehow things would get worse so in August of 2013 Liz's house burned to the ground oh god (laughs) it's wild and
2: um I remember this is why I remember but she had like pets she had pets in her house I think it was like a snake sorry snakes are pets yeah Yeah. but like yeah she had her she had her pets there there and her whole house burned down
1: yeah four pets in the house there's a cat two dogs and a snake um and what's weird is they were all enclosed in one room so whoever had done this had like locked them in that room Mm. they died of smoke inhalation poor babies sad we definitely need to put a trigger warning on this for animals i just Mm -hmm. realized cruelty to animals yeah um so horrible um thankfully her children weren't inside Fire investigators believed immediately it was arson because he said, like, there was, like, a can on the floor and fires don't just, like, Mm -mm. start in different places in your house. You know, they Mm -mm. they start in one area and then they grow, right? So, obviously, after this incident, Dave bought a pistol and I cannot blame him.
2: Yeah, because it's escalating. The brick, the fire. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. It went from, like, cyber stalking, harassing others, texting.
1: Yeah. And at this point in time, Dave and um, Liz were in one of their off periods, too. Because they're still on and off, Uh you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Especially with his, like, lifestyle, right? Um, So they kind of get back together on this. Um, Yeah. But the pistol that he bought, it would soon go missing from the box that he kept it in. Oh, no. I know. Oh, no. Okay, so... Let's pause and go back in time. Buckle up, folks. Buckle up. Because now we're starting to enter the third fucking year of this harassment from Carrie Farver in Nebraska.
2: I'm like tired from this harassment. Like, can you imagine like day to day? Like, no. what did you say? 75 to 100 text messages? Yeah. Like, I just remember when this case was presented, it was like t- piles of
1: paper of text messages. Have you ever had like a stalking incident at all? Um. Yes. I have had a minor one. It's the most horrific. Like, doesn't it feel like you're, your you're It's violation life- because
2: they, cause they can show up wherever. Yeah. You don't feel safe if you're at home anymore and you don't feel safe going out because you're like, yeah. what if they're there? Yeah.
1: And then like too, like even when you travel away, you're either worried about your home or you're worried that they're going to follow you somehow. Like it's so, mm-hmm. it was the most violating experience of my life. Like I was like- And, it- and obviously Dave's like super chill about it because like- <sighs>
2: So chill. <laughs> oh, my He's date. like just going about his life, going to the same work, taking the same <laughs> routes, dating the same people. Yeah. But no, it's not that chill at all. It's not. It's, it's terrifying. Yeah,
1: it scars you. So Carrie um it has been harassing them for about three years now, which is interesting because back in Iowa, Carrie Farver has been missing since November of twenty twelve and she never reported from work. And she was like reported missing like right away. She was. Yeah. So her family and friends have no idea where she is. Now keep in mind we're dealing with two different police departments, two different counties, two different, different states. states. So the police don't talk to each other like that.
2: Okay, so to break it down a little bit, like you know how when you fly into Omaha, your GPS will say, like, hey, you've you've entered into yeah. Iowa, like, hey, you're back in several Nebraska. times. Yeah. Like you can be mm-hmm. on the same road, I guess, and have um like parts of it be Iowa and parts of it be Nebraska. And yeah. so that's why like Omaha council bluffs, I guess is like one and the same, but it's really not when it comes down to jurisdiction.
1: Okay. So then it makes it a little bit more confusing. I would imagine for like the police. Yeah, Cause They're they, like,
2: they, mm-hmm. they don't compare notes. So they do just yeah. sit around and compare notes. No,
1: so. no. You, you, that's always the thing with true <laughs> crime. Problem usually. Yeah. You usually find like it's in two different counties and they don't realize like they've got a serial killer on their hands or like mm-hmm. whatever. Right. So yeah. So in Nebraska, crazy carry, Iowa, missing Carrie. So now Carrie's family had been in contact with her. Yeah. Um, The person who had Carrie's phone had actually messaged the family explaining that they were taking another job in Kentucky, which initially her son Max actually backed up.
0: Hmm. How old's
1: Max again? I think he was like 14 or 15 at this point in time. Don't quote me, but he, but, was, oh, a, he was with
2: the grandparents. He was with the right, grandparents. So. Yeah.
1: He was like an older teen though. I know that mm-hmm. at that, but he was in high school. I know that because they were just making sure he got to classes. It wasn't like yeah. a take my child kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, And she said that she would be back soon to pick Max up and bring her, her, like him with her. Only she never went back to her son for her son and to Carrie's mom, Nancy, who knew this was an imposter. She was like, it's even more terrifying to think that this person was even thinking about coming and picking up Carrie's son and taking them with her. Yeah, what the hell? Like, what the fuck? So Carrie is missing. However, this seems to fall on deaf ears to the police. So like you said, they reported like her missing immediately. Like Mm -hmm. her mom and her dad, they were like uncharacteristic. Carrie loves her son. Carrie never would have just left without Max, you know?
2: Yeah. And you have Um, to remember she's like a software engineer or she's like, she's very smart. She's very capable. She's very dependable. Yeah. Um, Yeah. She has friends and family that love her. Like it would be uncharacteristic for her to go missing and just not come back.
1: Yeah. But as Leslie rule, will say in her book, Carrie Farver is one of 661,593 people to be reported missing in 2012. Only two thousand and seventy nine of those people were ever recovered in the United States. Yeah, that's horrifying. Horrifying that that many people go missing a year in the United States. Was that this year's numbers? That Is was twenty twelve. That was twenty twelve.
2: So I was going to say because now I know obviously like we have a little bit more of a footprint. I wonder what the number. It's still horrible. I'm sure it's still, it's you more... can still
1: go missing in America. Oh you're it, wrong. It's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. and unless you're of a certain demographic, mm-hmm. no one's probably going to hear about it. But anyway. Absolutely. Um, when she was reported missing to the police, Carrie's mom had mentioned that Carrie was thinking about coming off of her bipolar medication.
2: I hate that mental like <sighs> illness, if you want to call that call it that, like right? Um yeah. can how carry that stigma where they're like, Oh, they must have just like dropped off the face of the earth. That explains it. Like
1: Yeah. And no. that's why the police initially like dismissed the case totally mm-hmm. because they were like they tried to explain to Nancy, they were like, well, sometimes when people just stop their medication, especially without a doctor's like approval or notice, they just start doing things that seem like uncharacteristic or unexplainable to family members or people that they love. So they were trying to explain it to her that way when Nancy was like, no, I know my daughter. I know she wouldn't have done this. And as one of my favorite YouTubers, Dr. Grande, who I don't know if he's like a psychiatrist or psychologist, but he's on YouTube. He just like goes through cases and just talks about like, why people sometimes might be, like, feeling that way or whatever. Um, when he talked about this case, he pointed out that, like, if the police had even understood bipolar disorder in the mi- most minute ways, they would have understood that there are, like, phases. There is mania, and mania would not have lasted four fucking years.
2: Oh, not four so. years. Yeah, no. That's <laughs> like, what I'm saying. Like, that's, like, a reasonable explanation on face value that, like, mm-hmm. hey, people act out, in characteristic, uh, like, out of character when they stop their meds. Okay, they don't, like, they come back.
1: They come back. back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So none of it made any sense.
2: And that's not an excuse
1: to stop looking for her. Mm -hmm. So, But police would then say, well, Carrie's been in contact with you. So like, wouldn't worry about it. Not over the phone, of course. This Carrie refused to call or take calls. Um, But yes, over Facebook, texts, and emails. The entire time Carrie's family had been trying to tell police this was an imposter and not Carrie. Carrie didn't text or post like this person did. Carrie knew how to spell. She's a very smart woman. Carrie wouldn't have written hateful messages to her friends and family. She wouldn't be swearing as much as this person did. And Carrie wouldn't have missed her birthday, her son's birthday, most certainly not the death of her beloved father, Denny, who'd been fighting cancer for years. Mm -mm. Max had tried to contact this person he knew was not his mother they responded to him by saying, hey, little man, that's absolutely disgusting to me. So scary that the, yep, yep, yep. Oh, something Carrie would never have called her son to. Mm -mm. Max asked her three questions. Witness test. Yes, that only Carrie Farber would know. What's the name of their first boxer? What was their dog, right? What was his childhood friend's best name and what his middle name name was? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Mm -hmm. So he received no response from this person. Yeah. In fact, she had even posted this rambling Facebook message.
2: And there's, like, spelling error after spelling error. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what is she trying to say? Wait, I'm not done yet, but... um, It's not even legible in some points. No, because it doesn't... It's, like, nonsensical. Mm. Um, question, maybe, you know, maybe um, you saw something on this. Carrie Farver's Facebook. Um, this Facebook, and we've kind of made mentioned, is, like, an imposter Facebook. Mm. Isn't that weird? Didn't that, like... Seem weird to anyone or did did her real Facebook get hacked?
1: Um, I believe it was her real Facebook, but then she would make multiple profiles.
2: Okay, because I knew there was, like, some confusion around profiles and, like, seeing this and being like, wait, you're posting this, but it's going to your real friends, your yeah. fake friends. so this was, like, like her, this is her official Facebook, yeah, Facebook. Okay.
1: yeah that's been um, hacked into by this person. Oh, <sighs> crazy. And that person had even, like, changed her photo, to a photo of her father and her it's her and her father it's so disgusting because he he died yeah and she hadn't made his funeral and she'd even like messaged her mom and said like mom i'm so sorry i missed dad's funeral and then nancy was like okay if you are and if you are carrie then call me everyone
2: was asking yeah and from that facebook message everybody's asking her to call call prove it show up like
1: come own it yeah it wouldn't be until years later that her disappearance would finally be taken seriously by two detectives, Avis and Doty. So after Avis and Doty started reviewing the case file, they discovered one main focus: Liz. Yes, which was weird to them because Liz and Carrie had only seen each other for like what ten seconds passing, passing. in the
2: hall. Yes. <laughs>
1: yep. um, so why was Carrie so obsessed with Liz? Yet her name was on all of the reports. Liz, 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 Liz Liz. So Carrie also hadn't used her checking account in years. Rarely does someone take off without using their checking account. No. Missing. Weird. Now, back in 2013, both Dave and Liz had gladly handed their phones over to the police so they could figure out where the fuck Carrie was, who the, mm-hmm. like what was going on, right? So, Avis and Doty had started to notice all of these messages from Carrie and they started going through them meticulously. These men put in over 30,000 hours worth of work that like they didn't get paid for like it was ridiculous oh God, the yeah. amount of time they spent like trying Well, because to that's what the, the
2: digital footprint there was like so 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 many texts so calls, emails, Facebook
1: messages. yeah, crazy. So they inspect they started to too suspect just like the family that this wasn't Carrie, it was mm-hmm. an imposter and the imposter they thought it was Liz. Oh my God Liz it's Liz. It's Liz. Liz Liz yes it like gives me the fact that Dave has been dating this woman for like years now I mean casually but she's been in his house she's been around and when you like uh, play it back you're like oh shit Liz was there yeah shit Liz was there yeah shit Liz's house burned down it's so crazy. And when we look into more, like I, I feel like we're going to have to like step away and this is going to be like a part one, but we'll come back like immediately. Like we're dropping both of these today because yes. like it needs to be, you like, can't wait. You, you have to, you have this to come back because <laughs> it's fucking wild because like care, the stuff that Liz did to be Carrie is oh, it's bananas, disgusting. And uh-huh. they think that Carrie's dead. So the fact that she probably murdered Carrie and has been carrying on this like, as person. Like it makes sense when you look at like you're like, oh, well, suddenly she's been really calm about Dave and all his girlfriends. She hasn't really, because she's been Carrie on the mm-hmm. side. So yeah, we're gonna hop into like how they came up with this idea. Like I have, we have not even gotten into the insanity because I every time I would be like, there's no way this case can get any crazier. But then you're like, no. Truth is stranger than fiction. It seriously so, is. So bizarre. The fact that you can burn down your own fucking house with your goddamn animals inside it. Uh uh-huh. huh. And she locked lying. them in the room. And she locked them in the room. Uh-huh. And her she babies. keyed her own
2: car. And she keyed his car. And she threw a brick through a window. And, and she spray painted his workplace. And oh. like, what the hell, Liz? And she goes, she's brazen enough to go to the police and keep filing reports about all of this harassment.
1: I know but like like, I'm getting harassed to be fair they haven't taken her seriously and they haven't taken Dave seriously at all so like why the fuck would she care yeah file another like cover my tracks more and make Mm -hmm. Dave feel more sympathy for me Mm -hmm. so we'll get into all of this and how the police finally catch Liz in the next part Um, but yeah it's dropping now so Cheers. cheers we'll be back in a second bye